Hey there, are you an entrepreneur looking to start, launch, or grow a podcast? If you said yes, I am so happy you're here. I'm Kristen, a video and podcast producer and CEO of Novice Studios, a production company for podcasters. I help business owners launch and grow their podcasts to serve their audience, build community, and boost sales. I hope you'll subscribe to our show so we can help your show grow from novice to noteworthy. Welcome back. This is episode two of the Novice to Noteworthy podcast. And we're getting a little spicy today, guys. This is a topic that has been on my heart for some time. When I was sitting down in December, there was a day where I was feeling really, really creative. And this topic kind of jumped into my mind as I was thinking about how are we going to help our clients grow exponentially. Like if we were going to sit down and talk about what would we need to really buckle down and do to grow exponentially, grow downloads an insane amount in 2023, what would that look like? And it's something that I've had clients ask me before is like, okay, I see downloads growing, but they're not growing like to the extent that I want them to, or like how do people blow up on podcasts or how do they blow up on YouTube? And it is such a tricky question Because when it comes to podcasts, even though they've been around for over a decade, there's still so little information that we have about what really makes a show grow. It's like the million dollar question. How do people get so famous on podcasts? If you see, you know, the top 10, it rotates between like an influencer that just launched their podcast this week and that slew of initial listeners put them at the top, but they'll never be back there again in the rankings. And then people who've had their podcast for like 10 plus years and have 500 plus episodes and something crazy like that. And it's like, how do you, how do you compete? How do you get to that level? And I realized as I was kind of planning out like what that would look like, that focusing so strongly on the downloads puts all the power of your podcast success into whether or not people listen to it. And while that is an important metric, because you don't want to be shouting out to an audience of zero, um, which you will never have an audience of zero. I can tell you that with great certainty. It can be discouraging to not see the downloads that you want or the downloads that you think are good or that mark a successful podcast. But again, it takes all of the control out of your hands. And as the person who's creating the content, that's a really discouraging place to be in. And so I was like, okay, let's say theoretically we didn't focus on downloads, which is kind of scary because it's like the number one metric that we (laughs) track when it comes to a podcast. But what if we focused on other things that we can actually control and actually measure those things and plan for those things and committed to hitting certain metrics in our podcast, what would that look like? And this is kind of what I came up with. So there are a lot of things that you can control about your show that I think we don't give a lot of thought to um, in our launch strategy or in our overall growth strategy. And I think if you focus on these things instead of your downloads, you're going to see an increase in downloads Um, Because they all connect to strategy and they all connect to some best practices or at least things that you can experiment with for your show, right? There are some things that are going to work really well for your show and not work for another show. So take everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But I will say 
I think it's important to focus on what you can control. And in 2023, I think that rules are kind of going out the window. I think that rebellious content is going to be like the thing in 2023. And we're going to see less focusing on the rules and, you know, you have to do it this way and your videos can't be longer than five seconds long or no one's going to watch them. Like, or, you know, don't talk about your personal life or don't share you doing makeup if you aren't a makeup-based service provider. Like, All those rules are going out the window and people are just sharing whatever the hell they feel like and I am living for it. I love it and I think this episode is all about that. It's about doing what feels good to you and if there are things that I mentioned in this episode that you don't want to do, don't do it. The first metric that you can kind of focus on is how long your intros are. And I don't just mean like the part that plays with music. I mean when you're introducing the topic of your episode are you taking forever to get to the point? I took five minutes to get here today, okay? I'm probably going to (laughs) cut a lot of what I just said before I started giving actual advice out of this episode because the shorter your intro is, the more likely you are to hook your listener into the podcast. So instead of sitting down and recording a two-minute intro to a video or a five-minute intro to a video or sometimes I've seen 10-minute intros to a topic before the host actually gets into it, okay? Again, some people might love that. Some people don't. Can you commit to making your intros 30 seconds or less? In this episode, I'm going to be covering the five things that you need to launch your show. Let's get into it. That was like a five-second introduction to an episode. Or maybe you want to give a little bit more context or a little bit of a disclaimer, but instead of letting it go on forever and ever, can you cut it down into a shorter, more concise introduction? That's one metric that you can track. You can very clearly measure the intro to this episode was 15 seconds. That's great. This intro was two minutes and we saw that our listen-through rate was less. You'll start to see how all of these pieces connect as you do them more and more in your show, but that's just one metric you can track. The second is your overall audience. Let's say that you're trying to grow your audience. Some people might look at downloads for this number, but again, how do you connect it to yourself? My goal is to be a guest on three other podcasts this quarter or this month, whatever you have the capacity for. That is going to put you in front of somebody else's audience. It has the capacity for audience growth, but the metric you can control is how many podcasts you're pitching to and how many podcasts you end up being featured on. You can control those things. You can't control whether somebody from that audience comes back to your podcast But again, if you pitch to more and more podcasts, you're inevitably going to see audience growth. So focus on the part that you can control. Another thing is that, or another goal or metric you can focus on is I will have conversations with 10 people who don't know me or my podcast, and I will personally send them links to my show. Another thing that we get caught up in is talking to the same people over and over and over again. This isn't just for podcasting or just for audience growth. It's also like when you're trying to make general sales for your business, if you're in the same networking groups week after week and month after month, you are pitching to the same people over and over again. And it's so important to branch out of those groups and pitch to new people. So this can just be a cold outreach thing of like, hey, you seem like, or like I saw your post about wanting to launch a show. I have a podcast that's all about it and I give quick tips for aspiring podcasters or existing podcasters who are small business owners. Here's a link to my show if you might be interested in it. You're not asking them to buy anything, so it feels a little bit less creepy and 
scammy than like, hey, you should hire me to launch your podcast. It's more of like, hey, I have this resource in case you need it. I can control how many people I reach out to and share my podcast with them. And that's going to help my audience growth. Another thing you can look at, I will commit to uploading every week for six months. This is a big one because I think we tend to look at things in business in quarters. Sometimes we look at them over the course of an entire year, but a lot of the times we're looking at a quarter long sprint and 90 days might have you just scratching the surface of your podcast growth. And I have had clients who have, you know, released new content on a weekly basis for a few months and they hit some really amazing numbers and then they just drop off and then you lose all of that momentum. So again, I can't control how many people are going to tune into my podcast every single week or over the course of six months, but I can commit and I can control whether or not I'm uploading, how often I'm uploading, and if I set that metric for myself, I know whether I'm hitting it. So just another idea of something that you can track. This is another big one and something that I'm working on for my own podcast, but I thought that it would be helpful to give you all these examples. (laughs) So it's not like just focus on one thing instead of your downloads. It's all these things, right? But something you can focus on is I will simplify my topics and focus on one single tip per episode as opposed to like a whole list of things or, um, you know, 10 things you can do this week to boost your energy or to feel more confident or whatever your topic is, right? I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to cram so much information in an episode that one, it ends up being way too long of a podcast episode. Two, it's overwhelming for our listener because they can only take action on so many things in a given period of time before it's like on to the next thing and on to the next goal and the next focus, right? But if we can give them something super digestible to take it and run with it, then they're going to get better results, faster results as a listener your content's going to be shorter and much more digestible. And again, you might see yourself increasing listenership and downloads because somebody can just sit there and binge a whole bunch of content and a whole bunch of your episodes in like an afternoon while they're working or on their walk, as opposed to like only being able to consume half of a hour long episode on a 30 minute walk. You know what I mean? So again, focusing on how simple your content is and straightforward your content is. Looking at an SEO perspective, search engine optimization, there are a few metrics that you can focus on, um, and these might not all be measurable, but you can certainly go back and evaluate how well you're doing on these um, endeavors. So the first one is I will create more image-heavy YouTube thumbnails and keep my thumbnail text to five words or less. So the five words or less part is definitely measurable. A lot of times I see people just copying and pasting their full podcast title um, into a YouTube thumbnail, and that is a lot of text. It's not super enticing to see like an entire paragraph's worth of text on a super tiny image. Focus on using imagery instead. So um, one of the clients that we really experiment with a lot of different thumbnail strategies for um, is a CFO client, a very finance-based podcast. And so rather than, you know, have just an image of her and some text, can we incorporate some dollar signs, some dollar bills, a piggy bank? Like 
things like that or even you know can we you know finances can be such an emotional experience for people and have a lot of emotional baggage that comes with it how can we play on that in the thumbnail can we use an image of somebody who looks like they're really stressed out or who's like throwing a bunch of papers in the air like how can we capture the emotion that people might be feeling that would make them want to click on this episode that type of thing and just making sure that the text on that image is really really short it doesn't have to be the exact title of the video itself you know it could be like maybe you are um sharing you know five ways you're sabotaging your work week (laughs) or five ways you're sabotaging your productivity it could be an image of you like with your hands on either side of your head and you're like maybe like screaming or you look concerned or stressed and then the text said stop doing this on the thumbnail stop doing this that's three words five words or less you've hit your mark another thing that you can focus on is (laughs) i will write five episode titles that are a little spicy a little spicy if you feel like your titles are maybe very straightforward maybe they're a little bit boring What if you, you know, try to rock the boat a little bit with your titles? I do have an episode planned that is, um, what if my content makes people mad that I'm really excited about, but again, you can control the episode, the episode titles that you write, right? So what if the focus of your next five episodes is that the titles are a little bit, a little salacious, maybe a little clickbaity? What can you incorporate into them that is going to make people click on it? And I think playing with some spiciness, it's a fun creative writing exercise because you're not having to write like an entire blog post that's like super spicy and whatever. Just the title. Just make the title something enticing. There is a balance between a title being spicy and a title being completely off brand for you. And I think this is where people tend to get not in trouble, but maybe confuse their audience a little bit on what their overall tone is supposed to be. So if you are a person who's like very gentle and empathetic and, you know, you're non-judgmental, you really hold your client's hands throughout the process, you're like a very kind and nurturing person, but your title says your podcast sucks if you're doing these five things. Hello. Um, wow. Rude. Super rude. There's so many different ways that you can say that and still get people to click on it and still be spicy. So maybe instead of like your podcast sucks because you're doing these five things, it's like we need to talk about this thing you're doing. The next thing you can focus on is the overall promotion of your show. And this is something that I think people tend to neglect or they don't put a lot of thought into how they're promoting their podcast or their YouTube channel. So you can commit to going live on YouTube or going live on Instagram or LinkedIn or whichever platform where your listeners might be. I will commit to going live once a week to promote my podcast. This is something that, again, you can carve out 30 minutes every week to do, even like 10 or 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be anything super long, right? But commit to going live and having a discussion or maybe a follow-up Q&A on that week's podcast topic It gives people time to digest that topic and then come to you with more questions they might have, which then might spark more ideas for your show overall. But again, it's something you can control. 
The great thing about live video is that it sends a notification to everyone who is um, active on those platforms at that time. Um, and it will also send a notification to your followers to go back and watch it later, right? If you publish it after it's live. So you're getting some of that visibility and it's a great way to promote your show and something you can control. I can go live for 15 minutes once a week and I can track that. Did I do it this week or not? It's an easy yes or no, but it's going to help grow your show overall. And then the last thing that, or last idea I want to give is I will create five videos from my episode and publish them on YouTube. Again, this is about taking your content promoting it more effectively, using what you have instead of reinventing the wheel week after week. And again, there's no attachment to like, I will get a hundred views on my, you know, short clips from my podcast. There's no expectation and no pressure of that. It's literally just, did I post these videos? Yes or no. And it's an easy yes or no. But putting yourself out there, five videos from a podcast episode is going to be you know, almost an entire week's worth of content on a daily basis. That's a lot of visibility and a lot of opportunity to practice those spicy titles on those short form videos. You know, if I wasn't able to do a certain um, title for whatever reason on a full length episode, I can test it out on a short form episode with just a clip, a short clip about that topic, right? Um, It's going to get people to go back and listen to the full length episode, hopefully, but if anything, it's just going to bring more visibility to me, to my show, to my brand overall, and that's a good thing. Again, it's not whether or not they watch. That's not the metric that, that we're tracking. It's whether or not I posted it. It's whether or not I put in the effort to take that content and stretch it out further across all the platforms that I'm on. So I hope that that episode gave a little bit of clarity, some inspiration on metrics you can focus on outside of your downloads, things that you can control that you can focus on to grow your show overall without getting so bogged down by one single number that honestly we can't make anybody listen to our show. I wish that there was like a magic formula for going viral as a podcaster on YouTube. I did have a client whose video went semi-viral this past fall and it really is just a mix of are you posting SEO friendly content? Are you posting consistently? Is the algorithm going to reward you (laughs) with the timing of that episode. This particular episode was about goal setting. And so it got posted in September and picked up by the algorithm in December because what are people searching for in December? How to set goals for the new year. So it's a mix of luck and hard work and being in the right place at the right time. So if you can just focus on the things that you can control over time, I believe that the universe will reward you that the listeners will come in time, the right people will find you, and that it will help make that download growth, whether it's slow growth or fast growth, much more rewarding because you'll know that you've done so much to make it possible. So best of luck to you. If you need support on growing your show, you can always book a call with me. My discovery call link is in the show notes. We help our clients on a monthly basis or on a per season basis if you're a seasonal podcast to put together a strategy and a content plan that's going to help their shows grow. So here to help you if you need that support. Otherwise, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, 
please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Written reviews are incredible, but even a quick five-star review is so helpful for our show. You can also rate us on Spotify. If you listen over there, you can give us five stars over there as well. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram and YouTube at Novice Studios CLT and share the show with a fellow podcaster to spread the word. See you next time.